0: But I was going to Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, to Toshi Station. But I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power
1: converter.
2: Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello, and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. We have shipped back that milkshake machine that we received, and hopefully we'll have power converters back in stock soon. Until then, we're going to talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt.
1: I'm Doug Howe.
2: I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Greg Smith. And oh boy, we've actually got some news this week. Uh, This past weekend, uh, Doug and Alex and I all played Pew Pew in the Battle for Alderaan, and Greg played Pew Pew in the Battle of Range qualification. Who had more fun this weekend, guys? Greg, how was drill? It was terrible. I hated it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Alright, I bet, bet on us for the record. For you know,
2: Oh yeah, it, it a definite. <laughs> I've had to do ranges a number of times, both, you know, calling and as a range NCO. And I gotta tell you, once you're done, especially if you qualify in the first, you know, round of shooting, that's a boring rest of the weekend.
3: So, uh, we got there Thursday at noon, because I got to drive my car, my truck out there, so I had to come back. But So I got there Thursday at noon, I didn't do anything, and then I had to come back and watch the the kids, so then I went back that night, got there at midnight, went to sleep, woke up at 6 o'clock, qualled, got done by 9.30, and then we proceeded to do aircraft maintenance in a grass field for the next two days. It was miserable, and the wind was just crazy, because it's Salina, Mm -hmm. and it was cold, and things were leaking and we were trying to replace things. It was miserable. It was so stupid. Did it make you miss Kuwait? No. <laughs> no nothing could make you miss Kuwait. <laughs> uh,
2: well, the other three of us went to the Battle of Alderaan, the culmination of Gold Squadron's Galaxy's Qualifier season. Uh, seven qualifying rounds, or eight? Was it? I think there were how many
1: tournaments. It was eight, I believe. Because it, yeah, it was four U.S. time zones. Ish right. and four European time
2: zones. Indeed, uh, 237 people that flew after all the drops. Uh, at the end of it all, Alex Mogensen, uh, with a first order list, won it in. I hate to say an anticlimactic final, but man, both he and his opponent Joel Springle, who was flying a five uh, Predator Kirox sw- swarm, uh, both of those guys fought their way through. This was Joel's first defeat making it to the finals with that list. He went undefeated in his qualifier and undefeated all the way to the finals with five Kiraxes. I was really happy to see that. Uh, but much props to Alex Mogensen, who flew a uh, Tabson
0: Kylo, and Breach list expertly. I was highly impressed. He's a great dude. He's out of Milwaukee. Um, he has a great first name. Um, <laughs> I've played him before. Actually, there's a stream game of me and him playing at the Chicago <laughs> Regional back in 1.0. Um, heck of a dude and a heck of a player.
2: Indeed. Uh, we all, none of us made day two. Uh, Doug did the best of us at four and two. Uh, I went
0: two and three. Alex went two and two. Uh, what did we all bring? Alex? I brought Fenn and six TIE fighters, which I was confident in until I hit Dash Rendar and realized, oh no, Dash Rendar exists. Oh. <laughs> um, terrible matchup into Dash. Um, I hit two in a row after being two and out. I was like, you know, I. I, I want to play another round, but I don't want it to be against Dash. So just in yeah. case, I want to drop. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Uh, I took uh, Luke, Leia, and Ahsoka. Uh, it's a hyperspace list, but it's still a very solid list. I felt good with it. Uh, I went two and three. I, I was taken out in the fifth round by friend of the podcast and the Iron Man himself, Matt Carey, who uh, was flying a wholly original list of Vader in the Defender, Lieutenant Psy in the Lambda Shuttle, and an Omicron group pilot with ISB Slicer. I have never seen that list before at all. It's not certainly comprising all my losses in our local league. (laughs) Hey, Doug, what did you fly?
1: Uh, you know, I took this uh, wholly unique uh, <laughs> list. It's uh, Vader in the Tide Defender. It's Lieutenant Psy in the Lambda. And then an Omicron, a generic Lambda, with ISV Slicer. Came <laughs> up with it all on my own. <laughs> that is a unique um, list. Yeah. Uh, Never seen it before. Yeah, I uh, so one of my losses was to Joel Springle, who was first in Swiss and made it to the finals, went undefeated up until then. Uh, and then my other one was last round against a dash list, uh, very similar to the ones Smittle placed Played against, there were a lot of them. The dash with perceptive gin, and then various upgrades, and then yes. Ahsoka and a Jake. It's yeah. a it's a pretty nasty list. I it saw really is.
0: On that list.
2: Uh, who made it to? I believe the top eight or top. He eight. lost to
0: Mogensen in top eight. I
2: think. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that dash right now being so cheap that you can throw all those upgrades on him, and you're incentivized to pack him with upgrades to get up God, to
0: two hundred. But the gin. Outrider perceptive is still less than a hundred points. Yeah. And when all when I've got a Ahsoka out there with no missiles chasing him down, he just goes, I'm gonna double evade. I'm he like, one shot ah. every ship he shot at over the weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> on my list. I I had one ship survive a shot that Dash took at them, and it was fed around one time.
3: <laughs> it,
2: it, it that Dash retina is a beast right now. Uh I do want to give props to some of our listeners, uh, who went four and two. Uh, Matt Carey out there, Adam Kempers as well with a droid swarm, and uh, Mitch Boudreau, who I actually got matched up on in round three, and we were so happy to get matched against each other. And then they called for a repairing. Boo
0: that repair! It took away my perfect matchup. <laughs> yeah. I gave uh, me dash. <laughs>
1: I went from a worse matchup to a better one, so it was fun with
0: me. <laughs> I went from uh, being
2: matched up against Mitch, who had four uh, Delta Seven Jedi, which I was actually kind of really concerned about because they hit like trucks. Uh, and then I was like, "Okay, what am I going to get? Hopefully, it's something less stressful." And I see the name, and it's Timo Rob, and my blood just went cold. I was like, "Oh no!" And I look at his list. And he's bringing uh, full Dengar and a super fat Boba. And I'm just going, oh no, I'm running all fives and he's running a 6-5. And I'm just looking at this going, he's got Slave 1 on Boba. Oh, this is miserable. And I win the roll off, so he goes first. And that is what decided the game. Being able to negate Boba's uh, range control and Slave 1... That's the one time that the role really went in my favor. He came around flanking with Boba, thinking that I'd go after the more expensive ship, I think. But I just committed everything going into the corner after Dengar, and that put me in an early lead there. It was still a very, very hard-fought game, and he is, without a doubt, one of the best X-Wing players in the world. I was honored to match up against him, and if it ever happens again, I will certainly... Yo, hope he doesn't come a revenge, because that was a great game. Uh, Timo, great opponent there. And then I followed up with Tim King and his dash list, kicking my teeth in, and Matt Carey sending me home. But it was a great day.
1: Fun tidbit. I was first player in five out of six rounds, the first five to be specific. And in the sixth round, when I was finally second player, there was zero initiative overlap. <laughs> and there was initiative overlap in all of the other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, Although, it was always with the lambdas, so I was fine with being first player.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had initiative overlap in all my games, with the exception of going up against Matt Carey, and it, it affected pretty much everything, because I had to change how I flew. Uh, if I was moving first, Luke suddenly became my blocker, and it worked reasonably well, but man, that had we been using the random order after dials, which we'll get into later, uh, my day would have been a lot more stressful.
0: I would like to shout out uh, Andrew Euler. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He won the Moncala um, tournament with the Haritani, Her- and I played him in round four, and it was just an amazing game, even though he one-shot all of my TIE Fighters with Dash. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a really fun opponent out of Canada, um, fun to play. Um, he recognized our names and recognized the cast, so shout out.
2: Yeah, I I got uh, recognized for quite a few of those. Uh, I also have to give a shot out to my first round opponent, Kyle Burgol, who was flying uh, an Obi-Wan, Mace, and Rick Ali list. The first shot of the game was Rick Ali shooting at range one into Luke. He had gone faster than me, so he was rolling four dice against my two. He rolls hit, hit, crit, crit. I blank out. I take the shields. And the two crits are fuel leak and direct, mm. and that was the day, that was the first shot I took all day, and I was went. Luke got one shot by a Naboo starfighter. How? Mm-hmm. I, it was it was just that that game became an uphill battle. But man, that was an inauspicious start to my day. I had a great time though. It was it was a fun tournament. Uh, you guys both earned your spots by placing in the top 32. I uh, earned mine via the uh, the gold price by <laughs> purchasing one of the last chance tickets. But I think I did pretty well, and uh, I'm happy with it. Can't wait for the next one.
1: I am personally ready for a break from TTS. I, uh, I think I'm still suffering burnout from XTC. Um, like I was, it was. If I hadn't been doing well, I probably would have dropped earlier just because I was. Like not to say there's not taking anything away from the tournament. It was really well well run, and everybody was a great opponent. But I'm I'm happy with in person X-Wing again.
2: Yeah, I'll be happy with that as well. Yeah. There was a bit of a chat about that in the uh, Gold Squadron Discord uh, that the people asking yo and should there be a round limit on tournaments because they said by the time round six gets around people are exhausted and i actually argue against that because i think endurance is a skill you can learn
0: i think six is the appropriate
1: number of rounds for a tournament mm-hmm. if i if, think it's dependent on attendance yeah, but yeah.
0: assuming <laughs> attendance requires six, six, yeah. six in
1: general ffg tournaments well now amg tournaments they're the ffg tournament structure tended to favor one more round than you needed for like even cuts but uh I don't think it's a huge deal either way. Like It's almost always something you know about ahead of time.
2: Yeah. But again, uh, we want to thank uh, Dion and Dee and James and everybody at Gold Squadron for putting this on. Uh, the last two of these have been keeping X-Wing going. And even though most of us are back to at least uh, hopefully getting to play in person in some cases, we're not going to see big tournaments until uh, I know uh, New Orleans and LVO and Crossroads are coming up but Sanction stuff isn't going to be around for a while. So this has been, uh, keeping interest up.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Indeed. It probably saved the game.
2: Well, we say that now, but as of last week and, uh, the news that has dropped from AMG, which you might have heard about because the internet has been reacting very appropriately with all the grace and tact that they're known for. Uh, they have clarified some things about the changes they first announced and mentioned some more that they're playtesting. And the sky is falling. People are claiming it's the death of X-Wing. There are some noted folks who have made uh, dramatic and not-so-dramatic flounces, claiming they're done with the game completely. It's uh, It's been a time of chaos, so let's get into that. First off, uh, I do want to put a disclaimer out there there are some things that we know that are actual they have said this will be happening and a number of things that they have said they're still testing so we're going to clarify which is which and base our views on what is known so far uh we're not going to try not to jump to conclusions without actual experience with it so that's what we're uh, couching this in uh Also, a shout out to Travis Johnson, who has put together a really good Google Doc compiling everything that AMG has put out without any opinions or viewpoints, just the facts that they stated. So if uh, you haven't found a link to that, we will put a link to that in the comments when we post this uh, podcast. AMG does expect to be putting out a document finalizing all the changes that they're internally playtesting by the end of the year. Uh, Given scheduling and everything, we have no idea when that's actually going to be
1: Yeah, I mean, within the next month and a half, pretty much. I would be surprised if it dropped during the like time between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, it's possible, but there's a decent
0: chance it's first business day of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I would guess mid to late no late December at the latest. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Well, the person that they did
2: confirm is that deficit scoring is now going to be a thing. Any points you bring less than 200 are given to your opponent. This will be written into the rules. Uh, Reasoning being, AMCG says you should be incentivized to use all your points. I really can't disagree with that.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, it's it's mostly just to prevent potential abuses with... uh points fortresses um things like your supernatural kylos that are ridiculously hard to kill and already cost upwards of 100 points if you can bring a bid you're now fortressing even more of those points um i don't think it's a huge deal with random player order after dials but i'm fine with it it's like the game doesn't lose anything by forcing you to bring points
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is there a point where you would be incentivized to bring cheaper ships if you plan on losing them to give up less mov if this weren't the case
1: you mean like leaving a bid but bringing cheaper ships? Yeah, uh, I doubt it. Like, uh, I think you'd it would be more likely would be something like Suntier leaving upgrades off to like guarantee not give up those points rather than bringing upgrades. Okay, if that makes sense. So like if if so a, a shield upgrades eight points on Suntier. Mm-hmm. If and he's what fifty four base. So if you have the fifty point, fifty four point soon tier and an eight point bid, even if you get halved, you keep those eight points from them. Whereas if you bring a shield upgrade, you give up four of them.
0: Plus, it, it also works for whatever your last remaining ship is. It doesn't have to be
1: soon tier in that point. Either. Yeah, 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 that's just a good example of somebody who points. Yeah, points well.
0: But if you, but I'm just like in that same example, if you lose soon tier right away and you're closing with another ship, those eight points aren't gone with soon tier. They're on they're on your other two ships as well, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I see that. But with uh, deficit point scoring, that means that if you bring 192 points, your opponent gets those eight no matter what. So put that shield upgrade on soon. Here,
0: indeed. At this point, you have to. And if well, you don't have to, but you really should. Yeah. There is no reason not to.
2: Okay. The other thing that has been the talk of the entire community over the last uh, couple weeks. Has been Rode, random order after dials. They said early on that, hey, X-Wing's moving to random player order. We I don't think anybody predicted it would be set your random order after the dials. That, we mentioned it last time, it seems so weird. But I've played uh, two games now with that. One of them one of them had no overlap, so it didn't really matter, and the other one had only overlap at Initiative 1. It definitely changes some things. Uh, Alex and Doug, I know you guys played a game
0: against each other with it. I've played four games with it now at
1: this yeah, point. Yeah, so we've played two, yeah, and then I played, played one other, although it didn't have any overlap. Uh,
0: um, yeah. All of mine had overlap. Um, I'm really enjoying it, to be honest. The, the more I play, the more I like it.
1: I am more neutral towards it, but I like. I think that's actually, it shows that it's probably good for the game, because yeah. it doesn't make the game less fun, and it's definitely way healthier in terms yeah. of like abusive mechanics.
0: And I'm not saying I like it more than how X-Wing has been. I, I'm not even comparing them at the moment. I'm just saying I have been enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, well, Greg, you
2: haven't had the opportunity to play uh, using this new rule yet. Yeah. Offhanded, what are your first reactions when you heard about it?
3: <clears throat> uh when I heard about it I was the type of person that wanted uh random player order before dials mm-hmm. um because I thought in my brain that would make uh, more sense um but then they had their stream and uh they gave their reasoning uh why and they said that it um uh, gave more advantage uh because the player would know what they should do and what they should not do like disengage engage stuff like that planning mm-hmm. for it and um and i was like oh obviously so that showed me that they were playing the game and you know giving good input i thought and so i've just been basing it off of what i've seen what i've watched and it's actually been kind of a really boring thing to be like to watch uh because it's just before the rounds like If that makes sense, because you guys have actually gotten to play the game and I've just been watching games to see how it works. And it's actually like from like a greater standpoint of like overall game, it actually doesn't feel as abrupt and crazy as it sounds immediately when I heard it. Mm -hmm. Immediately, I was just like after dials and then my brain couldn't like latch on to it. And that now I'm just like, okay, it's after it's Like, It's like, that's just how it is. Um,
1: yeah, There's some comfort in like, knowing that that's
0: just how it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. One, I think it was a really good decision for them to come out on the stream and say, hey, this is happening. It might not be official yet, but you, like, you need to accept that it's going to happen. And if that drives you out of the game, we're sorry, but this is how we're moving forward. Because uh, I think it'll stop a lot of the open letters to AMG to try and get them to fix stuff, which is a whole nother issue of people just need to try it first and you need to let, try it with an open mind, not try it expecting to hate it because then you're just going to reinforce your, your bias. Yeah. Um,
2: I will say that you cannot play on autopilot with this rule. You have to kind of, there's a gamble to it. There are times when you might be coming in for a close engagement and positioning will matter, and you don't know. Part of me, at very at first, I was so rapidly against this, because I said, you're introducing an element of randomness, and that removes... And I look back, and I said, that removes the skill. It doesn't remove skill, because you still need to choose the most optimal potential maneuver, but you could be wrong because of randomness. And...
1: And I think what people are finding out is it actually changed the skill, not removed it. it
2: just, right, that's exactly it. makes yeah. it different.
1: Um, I also think one thing that, particularly people who are still losing their mind over it and have not actually played it, is it doesn't come up as much as you think, even whenever yeah. there's an overlapping initiative. Like, yeah. for example, uh, Smiddle and I's first game, uh, we both had like I had a blackout and he had an, an eight or that was CLT Obi-Wan. Either way, it was an yeah. Obi-Wan. Uh, and it turns out like neither of us just we just used them to fight other ships because we didn't want to deal with trying to, to fight each other with random player order. And like I think that'll happen a lot. Like obviously some ships like jousting lists, it's going to make a difference because they can't really do anything but joust.
2: Well, Uh, I I was going to say, people have already gone out saying, this kills aces and it's going to be all about jousting now. Uh, I I disagree.
0: Hard disagree, because this affects jousters as well. I don't think the meta will change a whole lot anytime soon, from what it was previously just now.
1: The real secret is, it doesn't change the strength of any single archetype, because those archetypes generally tend to be stronger against other archetypes, not against themselves, if that makes sense. like There are anti-ace ace lists, but by and large, ace lists are good against efficiency. And, like, efficiency is good against, I don't know, like, beef or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. But the point is, is, like, ace lists are not affected against jousting lists with this. It, it literally doesn't apply, because they're not the same initiative. It's right. just the same game it was before. Yeah. So, it
2: affects mirror
1: matches more than anything else. Which are uh, not very popular in 2nd Edition. I there's have, a lot more variety in 2nd Edition, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Just looking through this list fortress, there's crazy variety. And I'm actually... Very proud of. I'm gonna go total dad moment. I'm very proud of all of the participants because even in the dash list, there's still variants, okay? Yeah. There's like a dash and Luke and Cornhorn, which I just love. But there's so much variants. Also, Separatist, thank you. There's only one double fire spray that I see in the top 32. Um many blessings to you because you went back to your roots and started playing Swarms. Um, I just love that because for so long I like haven't wanted to even touch separatists um, because I just didn't like their identity, I guess, because I was like confused about my own. Plus they weren't doing their thing. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe separatist players will understand what I'm saying. Um, I'm talking really fast because I have two other things I wanted to say that you guys uh, reminded me of. And I have terrible memory. So um, well,
1: hey, one thing I did want to interject real quick is, uh, <laughs> Sorry, (laughs) Um, but like, even if you consider all the dash variants the same, like if you just consider that all a dash list, there were 18 dashes out of 237 lists, which is seven and a half percent of the field. And that's a small amount. Like first edition, there were easily lists that took up 20 to 30 percent of the field.
2: Yeah, I'm sure probably at least two of those dash lists were identical. But the fact that the only identical list that jumped out at me was Doug and Matt Carey which we thought was going to be like the roguest of rogue lists.
1: I mean Matt and I talked about it on the way they back from Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's why I made the joke about it being my list, is because the like I'm pretty sure he actually mentioned the two lambdas first.
2: Well, see, now that makes it not so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that I know... Exactly. Matt, you need to stop wholesome tying people's co-
1: identity to lists. <laughs> like, I, I thought, there's I a finite there's number of lists in the game. People are going to overlap them.
2: I did not expect wholesome collaboration. I thought there were going to be either some kind of like... Savory. Conniving list. Corporate yeah, espionage. Uh, yes. Exactly. I was going to wonder if we were going to have to like waterboard Father Bob to make him give up the... Uh, Details, but apparently no. It was a communal list. Gosh, that run,
3: Bob, a... run!
0: Turns <laughs> out people in the cars to X Men tournaments talk about X Men. Yeah, a lot. for the record, he's also been running that list.
3: Um. So <laughs> my other thoughts were, uh, Doug mentioned. Uh, oh gosh, guys, you know I have terrible memory because of the JPA. Um, I feel like only Matt's going to get the reference. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Doug said that when they were playing, uh, specific ships uh, didn't go after each other, okay? Um, Now this is going to sound like a weird stretch. In Armada, when I was playing, uh, you did not attack uh, like an ISD with uh, a small base or even a medium base ship, and there was a lot of like rebel ships that were weak on the sides, right? So what you would do is you would take those rebel big ships and you would smash into like small and medium-based ships on the Imperial side or other Rebels. And you would totally avoid the large ships. That was your game plan. And if you did not do that, you lost. So bringing all that back to X-Wing, I think that's actually kind of cool because if you were to take a ace, quotation marks, or your important ship, and you were solely trying to not target of opportunity but you were legitimately trying to avoid slash attack certain things to me in my play style, that kind of changes the game because I'm used to just taking my five, six, seven ships, whatever I brought. And I'm just like, boom, I smash it into you. I'm shooting what you give me. But I think that's really kind of cool. uh, If everybody's still following me that a ship could try to avoid another ship. Um, and, and try to attack other things like even if it was given the target of opportunity it's like no no I was going after this ship i can best this ship I don't think I can best you because of the randomness um so if I stick like a dogfight right if i stick on this rookie uh, i'm probably gonna catch it um that's kind of my thought behind that uh i hope you guys yeah, are still trying
1: I, I see what you're saying yeah and and largely i agree. Like I, I think the to go back to that example with Smittle and Eyes with the Blackout versus Obi Wan, uh, I know in the opening engage Obi Wan and Blackout were relatively relatively close to each other, and if I remember right, we both did the fast move to get past each other to not worry about it. We it are can... uh, both going to shoot past each other and go for the less maneuverable ships, mm-hmm. uh, which is essentially what you said. Like and, yeah, right. we're, and
2: we're two dogfighting.
1: Yeah. yeah, but if you were in a. Uh, either the bid world or the random player at the start of the game, like we played at GSP or even a random before dials. Like one person distinctly has the advantage in that five versus five matchup. So they become the hunter and the other person just has to try and run or whatever.
2: Right. right, that's precisely what AMG said as their rationale for why not deciding it at the beginning of the game or even before dials, because some lists benefit a lot more by knowing all game or every turn if they're going to be first or second.
0: It turns out yeah. maybe the game designers considered this and play tested it before coming up with their final solution.
1: What? No, they've never played X Wing. They don't even know the rules. Uh, they're they clearly, hate aces. In clearly, the game. just pushing Marvel Crisis Protocol. And they hate um, swing.
0: I saw to point out that game devs tend to be better at deving games. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Um, I also have a comment um, about, so when you guys were talking about when you guys are playing uh, and you would just put in an optimal move instead of uh, a precise move because you didn't know if you were going to move first or second. Um, In my brain, because I've never played uh, with Rogue, um, I was like, well, that sounds boring. Why it's would hot. I? Don't just Yeah, so I was like, well, that sounds boring. Why would I just want to be like, well, I'll put this bank in so that I can optimize my move. And then I was like, Greg, you're dumb because you fly initiative one through fours. And that's all you ever do anyway, because <laughs> yeah. you, you just want to be like, I need arc here. I need arc here and I need arc here. So I dial in one bank, two banks, two hards. And then I do a, you know what I mean? Like, that's all I ever do anyway. So I was taking that as like, oh, wow, that sounds really boring. They're taking away my choices. And now I have to do a, you know, a, a bland maneuver. And that was well, you just do. dumb because yeah. that's all I ever do anyway.
1: Okay. But to play devil's advocate here, I do think they're could potentially be some validity to that argument and i think it's more uh with ace play than with like generics um because aces especially double reposition aces there could be a lot of times i think passive is probably a more correct term than like safe or neutral Uh, Mm -hmm. like you make the passive play every turn because you don't know if you have the advantage or not and so that what I think what could end up happening, I'm not saying it will or even that it should, but what could end up happening, especially in like ace on ace fights, is that nothing happens for large periods of the game because nobody is willing to commit. Yeah.
2: What I found, yeah. my, what my pr- thought process was uh, in my game where we had matched the initiative ones was dialing in a maneuver that I said, okay, if I move first, I am not going to be blocked and I get to have a mod here. If I move second, Unless he tries specifically to block me, I will either get a mod or can arc dodge. That was where I was thinking. And then certain ranges, certain ships, and certain player styles are going to change that. I think that's good because uh, two weeks ago, we talked about getting in a rut and getting that tunnel vision where you start playing on autopilot. Mm -hmm. This just shatters that with a hammer. You Mm -hmm. cannot play on autopilot if you don't know if you're going to be first or second when that's relevant. Uh, so I think it will force people to, people have been arguing, does this raise the skill floor? Does it lower the skill ceiling? No, just like Doug said, it just shifts that skill set to the side a little. Stop thinking linearly. Uh, it means you have to expand your skill set, and that's something everybody can benefit from. Mm-hmm.
1: I also want to clarify that it's perfectly fine if you don't like it. Like yeah, It's straight up. It's a different it has, game. Yeah, it has changed a core part of what X-Wing used to be. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I think the problem is the vitriol towards AMG, especially by those who haven't actually given it a fair shake.
0: Right. Uh, Some other things. AMG... I, I, yeah. Can I say something real quick? Yes. Sorry. But I also want to say, like, our sample sizes are super small right now. So none of us know for sure what we're saying is true or anything like that. But so I don't know what you're talking about. 100% of my games with it have been fun. Now, I'm not 100% of my games with it have been fun, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> fun does not require a, a sample size, to be Agree. Fun is subjective. Fun,
0: yeah, fun is subjective, but we can't speak as 100%, to how... 100% is a large enough sample size. And, like, our thought <laughs> process is we're still learning how to play this new game, so we can't say we've mastered anything. And it's very possible that the situation Doug described does happen, and it might take 10,000 global games before it even comes up.
1: But... I also. Uh, I think a lot of people who've been testing this have done that. I know I specifically have made lists with Smiddle that do overlap initiative on purpose. Yeah. Uh, And you have to think about in the context of a tournament, like that just might not happen. It might just be normal X-Wing for you, or it might happen every round. Like it is, there's randomness to it, but until a meta actually shapes up, X-Wing might not change very much.
3: Yeah. I was trying to think of how many times, so there's a lot of times I go to the table and the things that I play personally I get to the table and I go. Uh, I have, you know, um, or we roll our die. Let's just say that for the last couple of weeks, we roll our die. Um, oh, I guess I'm first player. Um, uh, we have no overlap. I guess I'll put the rock out. Like it turns into that, and so many times I don't have any overlap anyway. Even if I brought, you know, sometimes I would bring a two point bid just in case, you know. And it's like, oh, we don't have any overlap. Like it, I, I think that it's going to be. I don't want to say minimal, but I want to say very, a lot less impactful than the internet has come yeah. to scream.
2: If this were back in the days where everybody was bringing the same list, which has not happened in 2.0, as much as the spam text boogeyman was a thing and whatnot, it
0: never really happened. It
2: never point really point. happened. Yeah. So there's so many areas either.
0: I'm saying, like,
2: and with the 200 point that just opens up so much more room for variation in ship choices and things like that. I don't think this is going to have the catastrophic effect people have expected. I do think it will have Mm -hmm. a major change. It's going to be a while before we know, like, it's going to be
0: months before we really know how this truly affects the game.
2: Absolutely, Um, so just Uh, focus
0: on enjoying it right now.
2: Yeah, and to expand on that, one of the things that they were asked was. Why roll three dice to determine, you know, every round instead of just flipping a coin? Well, they made the base mechanic roll three dice, and you go by who has the most crits, if that's tied, who has the most focuses, if that's tied, who has the most hits, because there is one result, two result, three results on a red die. Uh, that means there's less chance for ties, and that means it's usable in multiplayer games. They acknowledge that people play this game in emergent styles that it's not necessarily in the rule book for uh we love multiplayer games they're fun this gives you a way to determine first player and player order for those so i think it's an actually elegant solution i was worried about it making turns longer no it really doesn't you roll dice as soon as you get uh like the very beginning of the turn the first thing you do when you go okay end phase roll dice for the next turn after you've set your dials so you yeah. know well beginning of the system phase so i'm saying yeah uh all right, you done planning? All right, roll. It's no time at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so Yeah, I think like as far as time is concerned, I think and I don't even think this is an issue for most people, but the increased time it'll take for people to think about dials, I think is the only actual problem, and I think that's only for people who already have analysis paralysis cuz this is just more decision trees.
0: And in theory people will get faster at recognizing those decision trees with more practice. Yeah, Absolutely. but in theory, they'd have gotten faster in the first place. <laughs> That's true. Now they're incentivized. I mean, the, the vast majority of people did get yeah. faster. But uh, They said that
2: it introduces more opportunities for bluffing. You're going to have to try and guess what that player is likely to do rather than knowing, oh, he's moving second. This is his optimal move. Let me try and block that. If I'm going first, no, that suddenly becomes harder because you don't know first or second. There's no obvious optimal moves anymore. Uh, You're going to see unexpected outcomes. And they've said that is is as intended. So I think this definitely is going to facilitate their vision for what it should be. Uh, Like Doug said, it may not be your vision. You may not be happy with this. But they've said this is what they are looking at for the game going forward. And so that has been probably the biggest bombshell that everybody has been talking about for the last two weeks. And uh, if you are around the X-Wing TMG subreddit, uh, they have had to lock a number of threads because they've gotten out of hand. The Fly Better Podcast Facebook group, which is probably the largest social group for X-Wing out there, had to lock down new posts for a week because people just could not Get themselves together about this. Uh, Things things seem to have calmed down, and even the most vitriolic folks have tempered their initial opinions a bit. But I'm not saying it's not okay to get upset because to a lot of people, X-wing is a major part of your social engagement. Mine too. Mm -hmm. And this is a change to it. It's different. It's threatening. But let's not go off the handle about it. Don't be Uh, just.
0: Don't be a dick. That's, yeah. that's, it all comes down mm-hmm. to just don't be a dick.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving, bad, though, yeah, moving on from Rode, uh, some other things that they announced will be a thing. Uh, there will be banned and restricted lists. This is going to affect formats differently, and we'll cover formats later in a bit. But they've said that if cards affect the dial, they'll likely wind up on this list. They want the dial to be sacrosanct. Uh, they mentioned for some reason... Luke Skywalker Gunner going on the list, which they said it like it was an obvious choice, but I can't. It's
3: because you can spend it after uh, everybody moves, right?
0: Everyone wanted that on to not exist in the Ganga 2.0. FFG just costed it out of the game. Right. Right. But they can just ban it now instead.
2: Yeah. I suppose, yeah, especially at 200 if you're not so concerned about a bid, maybe you would put 200 or 26 points into an upgrade. But okay, with, with that perspective, I can see it. Uh, so, cards that affect the dials, uh, I think we're probably going to see things like Slave One Title, uh, Cassian Crew, Informant, which I don't think anybody ever played, uh, Vi Marati, maybe Hera Pilot uh, in the Ghost. All of those, uh, what's the one? Seasoned Navigator? Mm-hmm. These things that let you change. Harry just dial- changes Oh,
0: that,
3: uh, that's slave one. It itself, right? Yeah.
2: Well, no, Harry. Harry, if you dial in a red or a blue, you can change it to any other red or blue. Oh, that's what it is.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, slave, slave one title.
2: Slave Maybe. one title, the big yeah. one there. Uh, yeah. that thing that makes I... Boba so cagey.
1: I'm going to bet that a lot of those cards are banned for the record.
0: And that's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. That's, that's what I'm saying. you should use those No, no, just listing things that ah, I see. Did. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: They're going to probably ban them. Uh I can't really disagree with that. I uh, sense gosh, sense uh, They did
0: say that ways to look at dials but the cost would be more restricted than banned.
1: Yeah. It's actually somebody pointed out it's probably what they were talking about where the flak Alpha prototype sort of... The, the I-5 Tri-Fighters. They yeah. have to spend a lock to look at a dial. That's right. uh, okay. I mean, Sense might also oh. be restricted, but they, yes. they definitely pushed that dial should be sacred again. Mm-hmm.
3: Tri-Fighters <laughs> are overpowered. <Which laughs> those, are,
1: those are already restricted. You can only bring two of them. <laughs> but
0: then I'd be restricted to one!
2: Yeah, it could be. So, uh, that's going to be interesting. That... <laughs> I don't know uh, if they might consider things like uh, pre positioning advanced sensors, uh, precognitive, and supernatural reflexes.
1: If supernatural's the, not on the ban list, then, yeah, I then, what, sure
2: then I, that's when you're allowed to question AMT. <laughs> yeah. uh, things that will, however, I doubt they would do anything like ban an entire ship from a format, uh, especially one that they've recently released. But I think with random order after dials, the Edda is going to be really powerful along with sensitive controls and vector cannons. System phase repositioning when you after you know which you're going to be first or second can be really useful.
1: Yeah, it it, it can, but yeah. it's uh, it's a lot more reasonable than things like supernatural. It's still during the system phase, which means your opponent gets to react to it. Like, I mean, they they undoubtedly got a big buff from this change, but mm-hmm. they are still far more balanced than the alternatives.
2: Right, because I think previously we were looking at things like uh, the Edda's ability in the context of things like Supernatural and Advanced Sensors, where it, it pales in comparison. But now, who knows, if they... Uh, right now, if they don't ban things like Advanced Sensors, that just became one of the most valuable cards in the game.
3: You think they would ban sensitive controls?
2: I don't think so, because it, like Doug said, I said, the like, system system phase gives your opponent a chance to react.
3: Yeah, but it's like...
2: The the big people aren't still
3: putting it is... on Kylo, like, right?
2: Well, maybe they'll just ban Kylo.
3: Oh.
0: I think we're being a little zealous. We'll yeah, on. I think, so. <laughs> I, I think yeah. some. I,
2: I was also just trying to get a reaction. I that. was
3: just yeah. yeah I was... It got I mean, buff, but push... I don't
1: think it's it's overpowered.
3: Because I, think, I was I mean, just taking really it mainly because it was free slash, uh, I could do a booster barrel roll uh, along with my bombers, um, like with a blackout list. But like then the booster barrel roll got semi-powerful, but it's not like I was arc dodging anyway because yeah. I'm not that type of player. I think this makes
1: you yeah. also have to remember you're still giving up auto thrusters yeah. in that, like, right? You're doing that, like, which makes right, it because a different ship.
3: It's not every turn that you wouldn't be able to use auto thrusters, right? So now nah, I get that. I was just kind of bringing it up.
2: You know who I realized just becomes kind of uh, even a little bit better, although she was already good with road Duchess.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, Strikers in general also got a big...
2: Right, Strikers with options, but is having the option of no option is, uh, I, I think that's pretty neat. So uh, it, it's going to pan out. We'll see what shows up on that restricted and banned list. Uh, it'll definitely, uh, again, these new formats are going to change things up.
0: Something else you said, out. Like, if you want to play, right. if you're playing right now, I'd say don't worry about like, yeah. it's going to be banned. Yeah. Just play for They've now. They've said it's happening,
2: yeah. but other than Luke, they haven't said concretely what's going to be on it yet they did say that uh tournament rule change taking notes during a game is now explicitly allowed uh beforehand i don't know if anybody even like followed that but it's technically was banned by the rules uh you are not allowed to make notes of any type during a game
1: yeah, it started off as one of their card games had a problem with no taping, no taking and they made it a blanket across all of FFG's OP, and then I think with the transition to second edition, they just put it in there, and I think it's largely been a, this is a goofy rule and shouldn't be here for X-Wing.
2: Which comes into play because the second thing they announced will be added to tournament rules for scoring, is that if you get half points on a ship and it regenerates to above half, you keep those points now. No more R two uh, getting Obi Wan to go half points. Nope. Than taking those points away from you. Now, if you earn points during a game, they are yours to keep.
0: It uh, disincentivizes bringing Regen a little bit. Now, obviously, the extra health is still good, but a big part of that, especially yeah. on stuff like Jedi, was Fortressing back above full points and without mm-hmm. ability to do that. Like I, you can you might be able to find a better place to use those eight points.
3: Good
0: indeed. Agreed. I and am a
3: fan of not re- having regen. On yeah,
2: re- regen can be annoying, especially on Jedi who can just bail out yeah. for a reset turn whenever they want. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I still think regen is good on them because you're still getting oh, yeah. up to two yeah. extra health. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's still just, great. Like, you're not yeah. getting yeah. additional benefits that other ships can't
3: have. I have lost games where somebody has just itched out with their Jedi
0: and got oh, yeah, half points I that I worked really hard
3: for. And I'm just like, and eh, that feels
0: bad. Cool. But yeah, I just don't yeah. think the regen's not mandatory on them anymore.
3: No, and that's yeah. great. Yeah. Pour one out
2: for GONG. <laughs> uh, but this also comes into the fact that they have said the formats will change. Hyperspace is gone. Uh, they have completely just... The great hyperspace war has ended. Hyperspace, they said it it had a concept, but never got implemented the way uh, it could have. So they are saying, it's out of here. There will be a number of standard formats in which the banned and restricted list will be applicable... But they said they will also have what they're calling extended. The name may change, but that'll be the anything goes Wild West style, they say. Uh, So it seems like this banned and restricted list, it it might vary based on format. But there will be a official sanctioned format that will be bring all your ships, bring all the cards. So local tournament organizers, if you don't want to play with restrictions, there's a sanctioned format for that. Cool
1: this uh this this is kind of a shot in the dark for me but my gut says that what will probably be is there will be a a standard standard format for lack of a better word that uh essentially puts everything everything on this side can be in standard everything on this side is extended only Mm -hmm. and then there will be variants that are more restrictive which might actually be what the restricted list is for certain things right and that's what Um, i'm
2: thinking uh and that will tie into the other thing that they have confirmed Scenarios are going to be happening as a part of casual and competitive play. This one has a bit of speculation about it because they didn't the way they worded it could be taken where scenarios might work like they do in Armada, where it's kind of like you choose at the beginning of each match what your objective is going to be. They've said that maybe the dogfight straight up kill your opponent will be one of the scenarios. But if you're in yeah, a match as if there are
1: three and one of them will be dogfight.
2: Yeah, agreed. But, if there's a matchup where you really don't want to try going toe-to-toe and brawling with your opponent's list, you might want to try and aim for an objective that you can control instead, and your list might be based around that. So, again, yeah. I think if if it's the kind of thing where you go to a tournament and each round might be one of three different objectives, that's going to affect list building and play style and be ready for anything. Uh, I'm excited about that.
3: I'm very, very excited about that. Uh... Like they have in Armada, there's like uh, something about a uh, the station and I haven't played Armada in forever, but so it would be kind of cool if they came out with a station token and there was a station set up and you had to protect it or you had to attack it or something. Yeah. And like, that just a a really each cool. ship Range
1: one of this token at the end phase. Right. It just year. seems
3: really cool. The last
1: rules reference that FFG did, they mentioned structures. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, likely. Right. Simply- that That's just seems
3: right. really, really different,
1: and and the thing with the road
3: is like, like a lot of people I think lose sight of what if these scenarios are really good with road. Like, what if you played them regular rules and you were like, oh, these are broken. As and I then remember, the road, like I would it.
1: bet road is completely net. Well, some sort of random player order is probably a hundred percent necessary for uh, right. scenarios in order to exist. Like, and
3: yeah. then all those people are going to feel silly, like, oh, I get it now. Like, that's kind of what I see coming. Like, I just don't believe that, you know, people are that dense. Like, that people are that so far out, you know.
1: I think they're just angry, and they're not willing to be reasonable about they're lashing out. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: One of the things around the end of 1.0, when... Was it the crates that put together the objectives uh, format? That the yeah
1: it, was, yeah, it was mostly Farmer and Chris Allen, I think.
2: Yeah. So... I didn't like that at the beginning because I was really just stuck on the 100, you know, three format. But the one of them I remembered was exactly what I said. Yeah, there is a point on the board you want to control during the end phase, get one victory point for every ship within range one of it. If you know you're moving first, you can position ships to block other ships out of range one there. So, random player order could come in handy for something like that. Uh, I'm really, this, again, as long as things are going to be chaotic, I say pour all the chaos in at once. That way it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. You know, let's look at it at, you know, people are going to probably call this X-Wing 3.0. Okay, sure. It's still, you know, that basic dogfighting game is still going to be there that you can still play.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, you, you can still play with the old rules on your kitchen table if you hate yeah. the new stuff. Mm-hmm. You You so. still own the pieces. Yeah, all those
2: things that we've just covered are things that in the stream and through their media, they have confirmed these things are going to be happening. Maybe not the details of how, but that's going to happen. And then they've got us things that they've said they are working on or testing or haven't fully figured out yet. Uh, These are things that a lot of people are already head-simming and hypothesizing about. Feel free if that makes you feel happy, but remember that we don't know anything about these yet. Yeah. The first thing they've said, tournament-wise, draws may be coming back. They've said that final salvo is not a good way to determine a winner when a game is tied at the end of uh Ooh, Which is true. Yeah. So uh, I started playing X-Wing like the month that they got rid of the draw option. So I've never had that happen in X-Wing. I'm used to it in Magic. But it's interesting. I mean, are they going to go to a style of scoring like Magic does—three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero for a loss? We uh, don't based know. on what
1: they said on the stream, no. Yeah, but it so, more sounds like is it's a like zero to five scale that each person can earn each round based on who won and who lost and how many points were destroyed on each side, and like right, they and they made it sound like it's it's going to be a much more complicated scoring system. But I think that also makes sense with objectives because. Like, I I don't know, like, if, say, the objective is for each person to earn 15 points in the match, however way you get it, if one person gets 14 and one person gets 15, is their loss as bad as, like, somebody who earned one point and then went to time against somebody who got zero? Like Armada
0: tournaments had a scoring system.
1: Yeah, and and that's not to say it's not flawed. There are problems with that, in Armada specifically, Um, but... I think overall it could be interesting. It could force people to play the game, which is like a problem that has run into repeatedly in the dogfight scenario of people fortressing or crab walking or just refusing to engage.
2: Right. What they've said is that losing a high-scoring game might be worth more event points, whatever that means, than winning a low-scoring game. It might be better to lose 147 to 200 than win 15 to 0. Not sure I want to point out, the word might, know
0: is part of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're clearly, might be. clearly still sure. testing it. Yeah. So, uh that could change things up. They had previously mentioned the idea of maximum number of rounds in a game, uh whether that would be in conjunction with also a time limit or in replacing it to be determined. Something that was mentioned on uh The Gold Squadron podcast, while they were uh, streaming some of yesterday's games, uh, Sunday as we're recording this, was that when games come down to the last couple turns and they can go really, really, really fast, that's where a total set number of turns changes the game. If you're playing to time and you're like, I changed the game
0: in the one Doug and I played yesterday.
2: Yeah, if you say we're limited to 12 turns, then suddenly running away becomes an absolutely viable
0: strategy because you just know there's mathematically no way for you to catch me in two turns. Round 11, we didn't know who was winning, but we knew whoever was was up by under 10 points. So we both went in and engaged because uh, we knew it was the last turn, even though we were both on fire. Yep. we That's we, what we had to do to win. Well, now with the ability to take notes during a game, you
2: should always know who's winning. We just yep. were playing for fun. But, yeah, yeah,
3: you we were, were playing for fun. Yeah. I will say that. Uh, so I played on Vassal only for the Genting tournament. That's the only Vassal experience I really have, other than like two practice games. Mm-hmm. But it was I in my game that I lost. Uh, it was mathematically impossible for me to win, and yes. we had I hate that. And we had one turn left, and my opponent says, and this actually happened against uh, Will Higwood as well. And it was um, no matter what happens this next turn. Uh, we the I win or whatever it was, and uh, I was I was like, you know what, you're absolutely right, and I was like, we'll play this next turn, even though I know the math is correct, but (laughs) it still felt better than somebody wasting the clock, and and you can't do anything about it because you could be like, you know, because it's just so awkward to say, can you hurry? Can you set your dials? I wish that this would go fast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So but it was still better because we both acknowledged we have one turn left. This is a finite amount of turns. This is how it goes. And you're like, crap. It like sucked because I lost, but it was, it was, we both knew it. It was, it was no knowledge that this was the last turn. It wasn't setting dials and slamming them or waiting to
0: set my dial for two minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, I've enjoyed the round limits. I've, games i've been playing
2: yeah uh, you, you mentioned that and i had totally forgot that playing on vassal almost always is like okay we're gonna do a 13 round limit i had totally forgotten about that you're right greg that is something we do have experience with it yeah
1: i will say i understand the point you're coming with i hate round limits in dogfights i i think it's <laughs> like it's probably very necessary for objectives but i i really really don't like it and that's because i'm a fast player and like Uh, unless the person that i'm playing against is particularly slow i don't really have a problem getting to 12 rounds or anything past that right uh and i i just for a dogfight i don't like artificially limiting it uh, which i understand time limits also do um right it's just how do i put so i i am fine with the round limit in the uh knowledge that scenarios will exist as well and that's probably necessary but i don't like the round limit and the time limit together in just dogfights and i can uh, see them. Yeah.
2: something else that they showed in the uh, casual game they were playing on stream that they did not fully explain during the game but people are trying to make inferences from this uh possible changes to taking actions while you've bumped maybe a focus or calculate only possible changes to shooting while at range zero and possible changes to taking actions while going over obstacles. Now, none of this has been explained, and I don't believe it was even demonstrated consistently on their stream.
1: Uh, so they, they did talk about it a little bit on the stream. It was uh, their, the current thing they were looking at was that bumping still lets you take a focus or calculate action. Yeah. I don't know if they said action, or take a focus or calculate. And that uh, potentially shooting was allowed at range zero, but you would not apply the range bonus. It would It would be a range one bonus specifically.
2: One of um, the things they've said, and, though... Oh,
1: uh, sorry, They also they, were not consistent on the stream because they said at the beginning, we're going to get rules wrong because we're focusing on talking to you guys, not playing the game. Right. Uh,
2: one mm-hmm. of the things they said was that if, for example, they said, okay, if now all ships can shoot at range zero, ships like Oiken and Arval would get buffed to compensate. Uh, if they make changes to the rules, they've said if this change... Were to negate a inherent pilot ability, that pilot will somehow get some sort of buff to make up for it.
0: Uh, again, again, these are these are still not anywhere near confirmed changes.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Uh, and there was also talk about uh, someone had asked a question that they answered about sideboarding, the idea of coming to the the table with your list only partially filled and finishing your list with options based on what your opponent has. Uh Doug, you're pretty sure they said no sideboards planned? Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm fairly certain they said they have no plans to add sideboarding in.
2: Okay. Because there have been some formats like the current uh is it a crate cup or just a crate league? Crate league. Fantasy,
0: it's called the cran fantasy crate league is what's called. uh
1: uh-huh. Something it's something memey. But yeah. It's, it's,
0: yeah. Speaking
2: of, how is Team Brian
0: sucks doing in that? Uh, uh we, we just went...
1: got knocked out. Like the, the cut starts oh. next week and we went two and two and didn't make it. Uh, what you get for sucking? True. Yeah, well, Brian.
2: True. <laughs> well, well, Brian.
1: Brian. I don't know. Brian seemed oh, to be
2: outdoing you guys the other week. Didn't Brian we got see? one. Did Brian he get a, got a win?
1: Brian got one
0: win, and it was Did he Yes, a... of... <laughs> his opponent, his opponent, with the game. Oh, right. <laughs> that's so funny. That's pretty good. Uh, that I mean, week, Brian sucked less. That's true.
2: <laughs> when you're six foot four and built like a truck, sometimes your opponents are just going to be intimidated. That's they just
0: mentally like, um, it. Literally, yeah. that's three inches smaller than Brian is. <laughs>
3: oh my he's a big God. dude.
1: Oh it's yeah, it's not something you dude. can globally recommend.
3: Yeah, he he makes me look small. Brian and makes everybody crazy.
1: look crazy. <laughs> Brian is the third six
0: foot seven person I've met. Yeah, he's mm. like a shaved Wookie. He's just
2: gigantic.
3: I love Brian. I we all love you, Brian. Brian.
2: Bring him back into town. We need to play more X with him. Yeah, Brian's need a big
3: old him. Brian hug. Yeah. So,
0: really, Here's that's to our podcast, though. Podcast.
2: <laughs> podcast. Yeah, he's probably so busy out there in the boonies. But <laughs> one of the things that there is this is just what they've said. None of this is put in paper yet. Uh, if you want to look at things like the old tiers of Lucasfilm <laughs> canon, this is all like Tier B canon, as much as anything can be without an official document. With the exception of they've said deficit scoring and random order after dials are definitely a thing going in like that. Uh, everything else is still in progress. So let's all try and be patient and wait for these things to spill out. You don't have to like them, but again, like Alex said, don't be a dick about it, guys. And
0: give it an honest try.
2: Yeah. There's an no honest official try. Yeah, honest, there's no official organized play till next spring at the earliest. So it could be quite some time before all this is ironed out. Be patient, be respectful. Uh, we're all very passionate about this game, just be mindful of how you express that and to whom. It's okay to be upset, but be aware that when you express that dissatisfaction, you kind of risk turning the community into a swamp of toxic negativity, and that's going to drive away players new and old. Uh, We all love this game. Let's try and keep at least that part of it together like i said if if this makes you feel like you can't play X wing anymore man i'm sorry to hear that but that's if that's the choice you got to make make that choice being a I dick agree. about it is not going to change what's coming feeling to try it you might be surprised
0: i agree agreed yeah
2: uh, i got to say overall i'm excited about it uh this is this feels very different than when we got the 2.0 uh the second edition announcement dropped at worlds 2018 because it seemed like literally everything they announced from there was met with glee uh uh
1: no it wasn't the the cries were more about like prices and stuff like that than game mechanics but there were there was quite a bit of backlash. It just didn't happen at Worlds because people at Worlds were excited because they got to see stuff.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I was hyped for that. But it was uh, you know th- this is a pretty major sea change. It's been you know I can't say unexpected. We had to expect AMG wasn't going to just continue in FFG's footsteps. Uh, but remember that as we heard, I mean, if you watch the stream and listen to them talk, they they are not careless with this game. They are doing what they think is right and fitting their vision for where the game is going. Like it or not, it's in their hands now. So let's just acknowledge that. Anything else we've got to say about
0: the news? Um, I don't know, man. No, I don't have anything.
2: (laughs) All right. Well... Again, let's give some shout-outs to Gold Squadron Podcast for another successful Galaxy season. Uh, All our opponents, all our fellow players, our listeners who took part, uh, this has been great. I personally did absolutely crappy in every qualifier I played. I did better in the battle for Aldron than I did in any of the qualifiers, (laughs) and that makes no sense to me. Maybe I just play to the level of my opponent. That's what it must be yeah uh, and you chose happens, a you
3: list I, you know maybe you didn't maybe you didn't uh try too hard you know i don't know try to do too that, much
0: to put it in baseball yeah programs. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: you, you just went into it you played a list that you liked and went good
1: indeed
2: yeah. mm-hmm. uh any other shout outs we've got here this week
1: my father bob Howe.
2: there we go i already uh, shouted
1: out my guy um <laughs> Shout yeah. out to
0: Doug for giving me a win in our local league finally.
2: Oh hey yeah <laughs> um, you uh, you broke your streak this weekend Alex I congratulations. I am now
0: one in six in the league, but also but, I won two games this weekend on Saturday as well.
2: Yeah, because I know you were actually even though you're you're always a good sport when you play and lose, but it was kinda, eh, it seemed to be time. <laughs> it seemed to be getting to you a little, and I, I feel that because as our listeners know, I had my own slump for a good long time, mm. you know, coming through this summer. So uh,
3: I I'm in mine now. now. <laughs> I haven't okay. won a game in forever.
0: Nobody, <laughs> if nobody can break out of a
2: slump, anybody can. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes losing, but it will happen. No,
0: um, yeah. and You'll get out of the slump. Um, you're just probably, right. I mean, you don't get to play as often, Greg. So it takes a little longer, true, true, true. A little longer yeah. if you're not playing consistently, but I believe in you. Yep. Thank you.
2: Uh, something else that's been announced is uh, Crossroads 4. It's going to hey. be happening, folks. Woo! Uh, We have said many times that Crossroads is one of our favorite in-person tournaments to go to, because it's just so much fun with all these people. They've got the uh, dates up for it. Uh, Doug, when is Crossroads 4 happening?
1: I believe it's the 17th and 18th of February. It's it's mid-February.
2: All right, so... uh... Go ahead. We've got the link up uh, on... 17th and 18th uh,
1: is a Thursday, Friday, so I'm going to guess it's that it's 19th, 19th and 20th. I was going to say, because it's a drill
3: weekend. So, <laughs>
2: yeah. that's how yeah, I... We, yeah. We've got the uh, the dates and the links up on the uh, Tashi Station Facebook, so go on over to the uh, Hangar 19 crew at, uh, was it Funtime Game? Family Time Games, right? Up in Indianapolis? Yeah, Family Time Games. Family Time Games. Great store, great people. Uh, at least three of the four of us are going to be there, so hope to see you guys there when we do. Indeed. Maybe they'll have, again, some fun side events. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to plan for Aces High just in case. <laughs> it worked out right well for me last year. Uh, so that's uh, been the news. That's been our experiences. It's been fun. Uh, like we said last time, thank you for hanging with us for 51 episodes now, and we look forward to doing more in the future.
0: Fifty-one. We should do the outro before we chant fifty-one, which is a bad chant. Let's chant something else.
2: Indeed. For Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt.
1: I'm Doug.
0: I'm Alex.
2: And I'm Greg. And we'll see you in two weeks. Road, 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 road. Road. Road.
0: Why does AMG
2: hate X-wing? Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio and X Wing Podcast, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, on Twitch at Tashi Station X Wing, and on YouTube at Tashi Station X Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to code-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and toss us a few credits
3: to help keep the huts off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.